Okay, I'm not sure about the exact date, but around this time, we've actually been doing this for a month. It is our first month in the game. And if my background sound is anything to go by, we are building, we are still building this thing, this podcast called Mind in the Moon. Mind in the Moon, Mind in the Moon. <laughs> okay, so today's topic is about impressions, right? And linking it to the theme, which is still identity, it is basically what impression do you make of, or how is your identity shown to the world? That would be a better way of saying it. Yeah, how's your identity showcased to the world? Hey. Yeah, man, I think it's a nice way to put it. It's a nice way to put it, although so many other factors to explore in that entire thing, you know, when it comes to identity and how it's shown to the world. Because I think more often than not, we should be asking the question of rather how, because when you say how is it shown, that means how are you showing it? That's, that's for me, not the way you should be looking at it, but you should be looking at it to say, how do people view you from first impressions you know I feel like that's the more important thing to look at but not necessarily just first or just the impression you give okay let me ask you this what's one thing that people say about you and you're always like me me Ah, shit. One thing people say about me that shocks me, like, to the core is I'm unapproachable. I don't get, I don't get how I'm unapproachable. But yeah, that's the one thing they say about me. You know, what what do they say about you? (laughs) Okay. I'd say the one that shocks me the most is I'm called intimidating. Like me, intimidating. (laughs) I don't know why, and I get it a lot. Some of you are like, or like let's say it's normally after he's woken like someone's used to they're like you know I thought you were intimidating and I'm like but what impression did I give off because I'm either a really quiet dude or I'm the one speaking the most there's no middle ground with me so I don't know some reason intimidating comes up but I think with first impressions that's what I'm saying it's like you think you're giving off a certain vibe, a certain energy, you know, a certain impression. Whereas the way it's being perceived by the rest of the world isn't necessarily what you think it is, you know? So I feel like it's always like good to ask people like, how was I really? Like, how did you view me from the first, you know, interaction and shit like that? Because that tells you more firstly about how people view you and also how you sort of, influence people to view you by how you act and how you you approach things you know I hear you I hear you so it's perception versus reality right I think in a way everyone is in their own bubble right we all in a bubble of our own perceptions for the subjective it's called a subjective bubble right and despite having mirrors it's very hard for a person to truly see themselves, right? A lot of 
what we is, I don't want to use the word bias, let me use the word lens. It's the lens of your own mentality. So you could be in a really bad mood or bad state and then you think that everyone or for example, if, if you're feeling really insecure, right? When you're in a room of people, that's how you think they might be perceiving you. They might be seeing what you believe is an imperfection and you're letting that play on your confidence. Therefore, it's playing on how you could be interacting in the room. So, yeah, that's really... It is true. It is true. I think... When it comes to impressions, you know, especially with first impressions or just impressions in general, it's more of a thing, like you said, it's a mental thing. So, for example, somebody may look at you and think that, oh, this person should be confident, this person should be able to interact with everybody in the room. And yet, because of your sort of mentality at the time, you know, your insecurities or whatever the situation may be, you don't feel like you live up to that. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel like you live up to that expectation because I feel like that's what first impressions almost are to an extent. First impressions are, to me, a person's first expectations of you as a person. You get what I'm saying? So it's like they look at you and they say, they look at you and they say, okay, according to what I'm seeing, this is how I expect you to act or this is how I expect you to be as a human being. You know what I'm saying? So it's always that thing of, I don't know, it's a subconscious thing of either playing to people's um, expectations or really just stepping into that space and also not allowing yourself to sort of be bound by whatever insecure expectations you have of yourself. And that gives, I feel, the truest first impression. You know, oh, dressed to impress. So the word impression, right? Just if anyone wants to know, means an idea, a feeling, or an opinion, right? However, the root word, which we'll call impress, is to cause to feel admiration, or it can mean to make a mark with the stamp, right? So it was making a mark with the stamp. So what's mark are you making to the world this might actually lead to the whole notion of branding i know people like speaking about branding these days but it's making a mark right and what we've highlighted so far that it can either be conscious or unconscious you could have the whole dress to impress go out feel that you're gonna conquer the world and that's when you know that I'm going to make positive impressions in any room that I make or walk into, sorry. Whereas the alternative is to also just go into the world and wing it, you know? So yeah, those are fun facts. Those are two alternatives. Those are two alternatives, although I feel like the majority of the world, I don't know, this is just my opinion. I don't think the majority of the world leans towards um, the subconscious or the unconscious, you know, I don't think they lean towards winging it. I feel like more often than not, people step into a space and 
they've already mentally prepared themselves for how they should be in that space, like what first impression they should sort of have towards people. And it's understandable because of the the world that we live in right now, the dynamic, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's trying to get ahead. Everybody's trying to get as much attention as possible for whatever it is that they're doing. So naturally you want to give off the best impression possible, not necessarily the most honest one. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, I don't know, man, that, that becomes, that's when you get to situations where people start saying things like, Oh, but he changed as, or she changed because the first impression wasn't the honest one. Like, I feel like if you give an honest impression that then the natural sort of organic development of the relationship exposes the other aspects of you. And it doesn't seem like those aspects of you are so far from the initial first impression. You get what I'm saying? Like we can use the example of, okay, let's just say I thought you were intimidating. I could have looked at you and said, Mm -hmm. Hey, first time. Okay. Mindless intimidating. But as I get to know you as a human being, because that first impression was sort of an honest one, you weren't trying to bring out another image because that was honest. Everything else that now I learn about you seems to fall back into that category. And I come to understand why I would have thought you were intimidating or why I think other people view you as intimidating. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if somebody's like, oh, but Ndumis was such, I don't know. What, what example we can use, but Ndumiso is whatever. And you sit there and you're like, ah, Ndumiso. Then you know, Guti, that first impression wasn't my honest first impression. You get what I'm saying? Because you know me well enough to know how that impression has sort of, I, I want to say extended towards my more intricate dimensions. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think what you're also highlighting is no matter how much you can dress up, right? The subtleties of who we are as humans will always show, right? Like, yeah, definitely. For example, you always find that the most showboaty people tend to be the ones the most insecure, right? That it's easier to, fuck, this sounds so evil, but it's easier to break them down because. I'd say they've relied on vanity so much that it's easy to take it away from them, right? Whereas, okay, yeah, I was being about that. I think now I'm just, I just thought of a book, right? It's called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene, right? But it's about how different people uh, maneuver differently in, let's say the, okay, the example uses is like the court, basically like what parliament would look like, but for a king, right? Whereas the game was political, so you weren't fighting, but you have to be persuasive, right? So how are different people maneuvering through society in order to get ahead, right? This also shows that there isn't a one size fits all for everyone. Right. For somebody in, let's say, and let's use an academic space. Right. If you want to get ahead, you could rely on presenting yourself as really knowledgeable, whereas someone else could rely on being charismatic. Right. The knowledgeable one will need to always have that concrete evidence. Right. So that 
it's in essence how to be loud without actually shouting, whereas the other person can speak in such a way that they convince people to think that their research is valid, right? Both are good, but are you playing to your strengths in order to get ahead? That's that's a really cool way. I know I was drifting around a bit. <laughs> but also, to link it to, to the other episodes, right, where we talk about the why of doing things and stuff like that, it comes down to sort of self-identity. You know what I'm saying? You have to know yourself well enough to know what your strengths are before you play to them. Because you can't, mm-hmm. like, not everybody, not everybody can play to their strengths without necessarily knowing what their strengths are. I mean, some people, okay, it's an unconscious thing. You know, you're naturally confident. So, you know, you play to that, whether whether you, you want to or you don't. It's just something that happens because it, it comes naturally to you. It's unconscious. But not everybody has that sort of a thing. You know, sometimes you've got to sit down and say, well, actually, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I am persuasive in this manner. I am influential in that manner these are the things that i can play on these are the things that i can put out as the first impression and it's not necessarily you being dishonest when you put those out you're just i guess as as with everybody you try and put your best foot forward you know what i'm saying but you can only play that out once you come to know yourself as a person because if you don't know your strengths your weaknesses how do you how do you ever plan on putting your best foot forward you know what i'm saying because some people might think they're putting their best foot forward, but in actuality, they're just putting their weakest foot forward that looks the best, if I can put it that way. You know what I'm saying? That's the situation. That's true. The Trojan horse. Trojan horse. So, basically, it goes back to the whole... When I always hear this, the oracles of Delphi gave two axioms. One of them was know thyself, right? Second one we'll say in another day, but it's actually everything within its limits. But know thyself. I know a lot of people like, oh, know thyself, but it came from a point in which this was an axiom given to these people, this group of people as a society that this is a mentality you should have, right? Because what is it knowing others if you do not know yourself? I think I also said that in one of the previous episodes. And in knowing yourself, it's not just knowing yourself today, but knowing the depths of your potential, therefore working towards building that image, right? I'd say in a way, whenever we think of where we want to become, we always have an image in mind, right? So it's also looking at that image that seems far away and who you are today. And your impression is how you make, how you bridge the gap to getting there, right? So if you want to be regarded as an expert in finance, right? As much as you may love, need, Let's say multimedia. I need a form of multimedia. Just think of one who is listening. But that, in order to showcase that you want to be an expert in finance, you need to start 
speaking like using financial terms not just not like also timing there are people who just don't know how to speak i know this is all drift this is, i'm really sorry but there are people who don't know how to speak know your room you don't just walk into a room of people like watching soccer i don't even watch soccer and then you're like oh you know today the markets were like really looking bad eh? it's like wrong situation but let's say for example on social media right you want your brand to focus on finance that means that you have to redirect the branding of your social media to showcase this right balance it out to also seem human because i hate it when i see that this person is just really trying to sell shit but direct your image towards no direct yeah direct your impressions toward the image that you want to become that made zero sense read between the lines uh as we always do reading between the lines but also now when you're talking about knowing when to speak it's great a lot of people like well not a lot of people but people know when to speak i think the more vital thing besides knowing when to speak which is the next step is knowing how to speak you get what i'm saying cuz i feel like if we're going to stick to the soccer and finance example right just just to just to roll with it and you step into a room and you want to talk about the markets first and foremost you have to know when to speak right so you've got to speak at a time where they're not so focused on the football and they're relaxed but also you've got to find a way of linking their interests to your interests which now becomes a situation of knowing how to speak you get what i'm saying cuz yeah sure you 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 know when to speak you know you know what you want to say but do you know how you should go about saying that similar to to impressions man you you know how you know what you want the world to know about you you know what you want the world to see in you but how do you go about showcasing that how do you go about showing that you know what i'm saying that's that's one of the more important things to look at but also another thing that i've come to realize is in the journey to knowing yourself there there do come situations where people know you better than you know yourself you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's not one of those cliche ones where they can predict your every move or shit like that it's it's a basic thing of you can step into a space or step into multiple spaces and somehow seemingly whichever space you step into they want to for example hand over a similar task to you in every space because of how you are as a person that's a sign that that's sort of like the world telling you like dude you may not be picking up on this thing but we're telling you this is what you are this is what you're good at this is what you should be doing this is the energy we get from you you get what i'm saying it's like every time you step into a space and somebody's like okay i want to hear what this guy has to say you know what i'm saying that 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 to me speaks to you just subconsciously unconsciously being influential you as a human being are influential that's something we have to spot as a human being you have to look at previous first impressions previous times where you've stepped into a space for the first time and where have people put you in those first occasions because i feel like if there's similarities in those things then those are the things you should be looking at to sort of get a feel of what sort of energy you put out to the world you know that is 
very, very true. Because not just when entering spaces, but in your most comfortable state, amongst your friends, amongst your family, what is the one thing they always call you to help them with? For example, most people who are like really great cooks, you'll always find people calling you or if they have an event, they'll be like, oh, please come and make this dish for me. I want to impress. Nah, just use the word impress. I want to impress the people coming. And you know, that's a sign, a micro sign that maybe you should pursue this. I know lately, a lot of people are in the small business space. A lot of people are starting out, right? And a lot of the time, you you tend to copy what you're seeing. So, for example, there's so many Instagram, what is it, Instagram boutiques, and I don't know, like, no wonder it because it's gone out of business. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to take a jab. If it's free, take it. But yeah, right? But what if your role is you're a good cook? Why not capitalize on that, right? It doesn't need to be, oh, I'm quitting my job and going to do this now, right? But just as a means of also keeping your inner self happy, if this is something you love doing, a lot of people ask for you to do it for them, then why not, right? It, it It's tracking everything we've been saying. It's knowing yourself, but also knowing how to listen, right? I think that's another thing. We always think of impressions as making an impact in other people, right? As in it's, it's very outwards, but are you listening to the feedback of the world, right? And here I'm not near because don't rely on social media that much. You're a bunch of hateful pricks. But that's what I'm saying. Your closest circle, right, could be the first indicator of what is it that I'm good at? What is it that people like for me to do? And how can I capitalize on this? Right, because when you capitalize on as cliche as it sounds, when you capitalize on something that you really like doing, you tend to also lose track of time, right? And then when you bring it back, because now you're enjoying this, you're also making a good impression, and good impressions last on people. They also create the word of mouth effect where people are like, "Wow, have you seen this person's work?" And like, "Yeah," and they're really a great person. I think this now can lead us to personal, let's call it personal leadership, personal marketing, right? We always think of brands as something external, but realize that there's a very deep connection between the face of the brand or the leader of a brand and the brand itself. If people like you or admire you, they're more likely to also take a look at what you're doing, right? And yeah. it's it's not just trying to like make people like you superficially, but what's that genuine thing that you're bringing across that makes us really want to follow you? Using the word follow loosely, because I think mean, that's one thing 
that we can ask, why is it that two people, okay, it could be environment, let's say two people in the same environment who are doing the same thing, what makes one person get more of, let's say customers, customer feedback, has more people liking them, I'm using this loosely, like is not, I'm using it loosely, and the other person doesn't grow as much. And I think that it's personal relationships. It could be. Like, I, I can definitely see how it could be personal relationships. But also, I think to an extent, especially when you look at personal relationships or, or just maintaining relationships in general, you know, that's a very subjective thing. You know, it changes from person to person. So I think it's also a matter of finding a way to work your things out, like you as a person. Because I feel like another thing, yo, I'm about to get so sidetracked. But yeah, let's start here. One thing that people get wrong is they tend to separate themselves from the brand. You get what I'm saying? And for me, that isn't necessarily the way to go. Why do I say this? Because the the further away you go from the brand, the more tiring it becomes for you to stay being the brand, if you get what I'm saying. It's that situation of if you naturally incline to certain to certain things or you're naturally sort of geared for certain things, those things are so much easier for you to to now do on a consistent basis because you genuinely enjoy them. You have a passion for them. You don't necessarily feel like this is draining the life out of you every time you have to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so that makes it easier for you to bring this genuine, authentic energy to the brand, which attracts people because people love genuine and authentic things. You know what I'm saying? People love the reality of things. You get what I'm saying? Even though they, they act like they don't on the socials and, and all these various platforms, but they do. They do. That's why you find certain uh, people who aren't loudmouthed or out there talking to everybody and shaking everybody's hand. Those people still get liked if, if in a loose term, in a loose way, liked. You know what I'm saying? Because of the genuine, authentic energy they're bringing to the table, to their brand. You can't completely disassociate yourself from the brand. You've got to keep the essential tethers there. You get what I'm saying? You might want to change one or two aspects because maybe your brand is an alter ego of you. But at the end of the day, you still want to keep the vital aspects of who you are attached to the brand so it doesn't feel like you're draining yourself. It doesn't feel like you're ripping parts of yourself out just to keep this face alive. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing people don't realize is when it comes to being a brand and being a person, who you are behind the scenes, who you are when you get home, that's the brand. Why do I say this? It's because that's the genuine, authentic energy you have. If you get home and you're like, yo, dude, that I'm never doing it again. Or I really don't want to feel like, I don't feel like doing this for like another three years of my life or five years or 10 years. Clearly, you're not, you're not that closely linked to the brand. There's a difference between being tired because of the fact that it was a long day and being tired because of the fact that you were doing what you were doing. You get what I'm saying? These are the things that I feel people really need to like start sussing out when you talk about brands and you talk about impressions and you talk about, you know, you trying to be the most honest version. Because I feel like 
I don't want to say the realist version because I mean, real defines so many different things, but honest is just like you're being truthful. Be the tr- most truthful version of yourself as a first impression and everything else to just sort of play according to that. You get what I'm saying? Rather than you going into a space, acting like you're a certain thing and now getting impossible tasks thrown at you because you've advertised as, as this certain human being, whereas you're not. It's better for you to step in there, act like the person you actually are and get what works for you. Get what works with your personality, what works with your attitude, what works with your level of engagement to something, you know? It's true. I mean, it just made me think of, okay, I'm going to paraphrase uh, the Shakespeare so that all the world's a stage and all the men and women are actors, right? But the best role you can play as this figurative actor is yourself because that's the one thing nobody else in the world is, which is you, right? And the second thing, when we look at the origin of what brands were, right, it was literally marking animals to show that they belong to this certain owner, right? So when you're saying that, even with sponsorships, but when you're saying that this is my brand, loosely, if you look at how the old version of it, you're saying that this thing owns me, right? So are you owned by your dreams or are you owned by your desires which have led you adrift, right? I know there's nothing wrong with desiring things. I hate how people always make it seem like there's something wrong. But what I mean is sometimes you want something so bad that isn't good for you versus you actually going for something that is great for you, right? And that, in essence, should be your brand, right? It's also the whole notion of, for example, and going back to the social media example, we always portray ourselves when we succeed. Like, oh, look, now I have made so much money or now I have graduated Oh, it's different on every level, right? But how many people are actually showing us their process? How many people will be like, wow, today I've been having like a really bad week, tests are bad. So that by the time you're showing us the actual success, we've been there for the whole journey, right? If we're all following you, if you're choosing to be in the public sphere, right? Are you honest with yourself as you go on in the world because sometimes you're so fake even to yourself that once that fakeness returns to you you're like but no i'm just human but you weren't portraying a human self so you can't use the human card when this whole time you were a machine right so these are things to think about what impression are you making on yourself, which is what mark are you making on yourself? What are you allowing your world to be consumed by? And in turn, what are you giving off, right? And I think we just said we're pro-honesty, pro-self. And 
that is essentially when your sense of self is no longer driven by an ego. I know like we always you know people tend to say, Oh, you have this person has a huge ego, right? Let's say in a negative way, because you could argue for either or. But is it weighing so heavily on you that you're not moving as quickly as you could? Have you drowned yourself in this image that you're no longer just yourself? Oh, no, I just said yourself so many times. I'm thinking as I'm speaking, which is which tends to make me zone out. It's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. I know. I do it so many times. But for me, I think you you've pretty much explained everything that I felt like, you know, we've been explaining this entire time. But just to sort of like onto those things, it's like, okay, allow yourself to be consumed by your dreams. Or just make sure that if something is owning you, it's your dreams, not your desires, not anything that's not attached to your greatest I want to say joy, your pureness, you know what I'm saying? Your purest contentment. Um, and that also comes knowing yourself, you know what I'm saying? Knowing what is within you and knowing what within you sort of rejuvenates you and makes you happy and what outside of the world rejuvenates you and makes you happy and contributes to you being a better person. I'm saying, and um, when it comes to energy you put out, I feel like, like I said, it's a subjective thing. You know, one person might say, okay, you're another, another person might say he looks or she looks very ambitious, driven, looks confident. You know what I'm saying? Because intimidating, confident, powerful, um, all of these, like all of these similar in the sense that people confuse them because they give out similar energy. So you've also got to look at when people say certain things about you, just because the answers may be different, like one person says confident and the other says intimidating and the other says powerful, doesn't mean they don't have similar links. Doesn't mean they don't have similar chains that come back to the energy you're putting out. And the only way you can really know the energy you're putting out is to know yourself. You get what I'm saying? And on the chat of egos, because yeah, I must, I, must delve, I must delve deep into this ego one. Of young Krupa Velemi. When people think that you having an ego is a bad thing. Get what I'm saying? I was never going to argue for it. I did make that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But Oh, wait. I just remembered something. No, but today's a light episode. We don't have a disclaimer today. <laughs> but uh, I don't yeah, think we need one. Disclaimer for impressions. Ah, come on. Come yeah, you never know. You never uh, you know in this world where everyone has an opinion. I mind. I mind. <laughs> <laughs> just because should I say it or not just because everyone has an opinion yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is making a sound or valid opinion yeah well it's fact it's true oh. yeah so with that drift with that drift you're going back to ego ego bro Ego for me, when you look at the definition of it, ego is immense belief in one's self. It doesn't mean anything else. Like every, everything that, this is what it is. Immense belief in one's self. Anybody who has a big ego, 
anybody who's justified in having a big ego knows themselves. They know themselves as far as any human being can know themselves. So they know what they have. They know what they bring to the table. They know what weaknesses are. They know what they're good at. They know what they're not good at. And they know what to work at. You get what I'm saying? That is what an ego is. Anybody who gives off for me, this is how I feel. Anybody who gives off a negative ego is not an ego. That that doesn't exist to me. A negative ego doesn't exist. If you're going into the negative ego realm, you're going into arrogance. You're, you're, you're going into a space where you feel superior to other people. Whereas you having an ego doesn't mean you're superior to other people. It means you're superior to the person you were yesterday. You're a superior person you are today. That is that's a rookie. It's going to go over people's heads. But, okay, listen, right? Um, ego in itself is a person's sense of their own value. Or it could also mean one sense of identity, right? And then egocentric is when you're self-centered. And then egotism is the quality of being conceited or self-centered, right? So a lot of people use the word ego to mean egotism, right? Whereas your ego is just your sense of self, right? Hence, there are terms like inflated ego in which you're now thinking too highly of yourself. So I know there are notions of removing yourself from everything and being one with the world, but there also has to be a balance. This is going to bring us to next week because actually it's self versus tribe. So that's what we're going to touch on next week, right? The whole balancing self and balancing community. So a lot of the times people want us to drown into society, basically be part of the societal impression, be part of society's movements, be part of society's opinions. Therefore, now society has made such an impression on you that you may feel like yourself has been drowned. So having an ego also allows you to discern between this is too much for me, as in is the wave now just taking me and I don't understand where I'm going versus me actually consciously deciding to ride the wave, right? So that's something to think about. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been saying is when you look at the ego, right? When you look at somebody who has an ego, it should never be a bad thing. The moment it, it moves to a negative space, then it's no longer an ego. If you have to say inflated ego, that person, it should not be labeled as a person having an ego. That person should be labeled something else. But we can't say inflated ego because you're giving the word ego a negative connotation. But anyways, I'm done with that thing because me, I have an ego and I'm happy with my ego. But such is life. <laughs> For me, the basic situation is, again, it, it, it's taking something far ahead of you and breaking it down when you say this guy is confident or this girl is confident in who he or she is. How do you get to being confident in who you are? 
it, it has to come down, come back down to you knowing yourself and you saying, okay, I'm good at this. I'm not so good at that. I'm great at that. Yo, I'm abysmal at that. And and moving beyond that, because that's still for me, that's still surface level. It's it's going deeper now and saying, my thought process works like this. My intrinsic nature dictates that I do this. You know, you've got to move deeper and deeper constantly and constantly and constantly and constantly. So if if you're going to refer to that in any sense, I would say it's separating yourself from or separating the self from the world in that sense, because it's all intrinsic at that point. It's all you digging deeper into yourself, figuring out what it is about you that gives off a certain energy, that gives off a certain aura, a, a certain vibration, frequency, whatever term you want to use. That comes down to you knowing yourself at the most intrinsic level, at the deepest level of you as a being, not even you as a human at that point, you as a being, you as an existing energy within this space. What is it about you that gives off these vibrations, that gives off these impressions to the world? Because let's look at it like this. A fingerprint, bro. A fingerprint is your fingerprint. There's nobody else on the planet that has your fingerprint, which means nobody else on the planet should give the impression that you give, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that situation of it. Ha- your impression has to be that unique because you as a human being are unique. You as a being are unique. So your impression has to be not completely different because as human beings, we're not like, you know, crazy, crazy different. But there are subtleties, nuances that show that, oh no, this person is, is this person. Like North gives you that same energy. You get what I'm saying? Because no one on the planet should be able to give you that same energy. Much like nobody else on the planet can give you your fingerprint. You're the only person with your fingerprint. And I feel like if your energy still isn't at that level, if your impression still isn't at that level, there's work to be done. You clearly still need to, if you want to put it this way, separate yourself from the world a bit and dig deep into yourself. It it all comes back down to, like, spend some time alone, bro. (laughs) Just to also play on the opposite end, right? Because I think we've been largely speaking from impressions that are really positive, right? Mm. I think that, as I think, I don't know if I've said this before, but never be afraid of reinventing yourself, right? If you do not like the impressions that you give off, you have every right, I think even right is an understatement, to change, right? You can be who you want to be, right? As long as, okay, unless you're trying to take someone else's identity, just to know. But you can be who you want to be, right? And it, and it will take work, right? There's a natural impression, but if you also want to work on another one, if your impression, if most people think that you're shy, right? There's nothing wrong with being shy, but you want to give off more of a confident impression. These are things you can work on. That's why I highlighted 
a book like The Art of Seduction, which actually does speak about how to come off as this type of person and not necessarily in a negative manner, but it's also towards your own improvement, right? How am I trying to improve myself? And this will often be shown by the impressions that you give off. If the impressions you're getting from the world have changed in a way that you like, it shows that you're actually having progress. And then another thing, this is an analogy. I'm not sure how much time we have left. Oh, yeah, we still have, oh, good. We still have room to breathe. Yeah, now I must check. But believe in your own shit. And I'm saying it this way on purpose, right? Every farmer must believe in their own shit. Before you harvest, whilst you're still working the soil, whilst you're still putting fertilizers on the soil, you need to believe in your own shit before you can actually harvest the goodness of your own work. Before you even work, you need to believe in the shit that you have, that it can actually give you a good produce. That, in essence, is how one makes an impression. I mean, look at how many politicians, right? You'll see them speak, and they're speaking like nonsense, absolute nonsense, but they believe it, you know? You're like, and you're looking at the crowd sitting there. It's not even being brainwashed, but there's this thing about someone believing in their own self, even if it's delusional. The minute you believe in what you are doing, not necessarily what you're saying, the minute you believe in what you are doing is when you will put more effort into doing it, is when even people will want to, if you want to lead, people will follow you because they literally like, you know what, if this person can really believe in this, I just want to see it happen. And along the way, they begin to convert into your weirdest cult. But that's... That's, that's the essence of it. How to make a good impression. Begin by believing in your own shit. I hear you. I hear you. And you drop some fire bars. Drop some fire, fire bars right there. Like that was some, some real talk. You know, I'm going to be the human being right now that brings it all to an anti-climax. And I'm going to say, believe in your own shit. Fair But... Also, take criticism where you should. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think people are able. I don't think people are able to balance it out very well. It's like you believe in your own shit so much that you can't take the necessary criticisms that that would save you from falling. You know they say pride comes before the fall. They're not wrong. If you took the appropriate criticisms at the right times you wouldn't find yourself in a negative space. We can use so many leaders as examples. We could go down the route of the entire human history and we could list them out from Alexander the Great to Mark Anthony to Hitler. For no, I'm afraid of Alexander. I'm sorry, I'll defend Alex. Man. They were afraid of him, but still, if he I'm had done what he was a movie. But if he? Yeah, we're not judging from the movie. We're not judging from the movie. You get what I'm saying? There were certain criticisms that he himself should have taken that he didn't. 
granted his death wasn't linked to those né? but there are certain spaces he he himself got himself into that he wasn't supposed to get into all of these human beings have that in common we could link it all down to you taking the appropriate criticism and saying okay cool fade you get what i'm saying i hear you i just finish off my own analogy believe in your own shit but don't forget that shit stinks yeah shit does stink well and that's something you've got to acknowledge is you've got to take it as a human being and say as angel fade i can't do that i can't i can't go to that extent and and not expect things to happen things will happen that you don't want to happen because you went as far as you went you know what i'm saying or because you didn't do something you didn't take the appropriate criticism at that time and not to say that all criticism is proper criticism some people just say it because they hate you or they hate what you're doing or they're insecure themselves and so they don't want to see this thing being thrown in their faces that's what some people will do other people which is normally your closest circle normally not all the time normally your closest circle will tell you these things because they're saying dude where you are right now it's great it's amazing we don't want to see you fall off you know what i'm saying and if you're going to avoid falling off we feel like this is something that you need to work out so there's always got to be a balance between you being uh the the first believer the first disciple of your following and you understanding that you can't always look at it with a skewed lens you have to look at it you're the first person who should be looking at things objectively and saying but actually you know what i should not be doing that i should be working on that i should be changing this i should be you know altering this and like you said don't be afraid to reinvent yourself if the if the model that you've designed is not working reinvent it no one's going to fight you on it you know what i'm saying the world is always going to comment which is what the world does best is comment you know what i'm saying but nobody who truly believes in you and truly cares about you is going to care they're going to be like antoine do what you need to do you know what we're saying because we understand where you're coming from we get what you're trying to do you know so it's also about just being able to listen to the appropriate people and surrounding yourself that's another thing people don't actually acknowledge oh yeah i'm going off right now but yeah surround yourself <laughs> with people with people that are able to first and foremost pick up your genuine vibrations pick up your genuine energy and can can honestly tell you about your energy you know what i'm saying in a way that's positive for you you know they they are the people that pick up that you're not feeling okay before you even say anything or before you even or when other people can't spot it you know when people further away from you outside of your inner circle can't spot this they are the people that normally spot it and tell you like okay dude something's up this is what you need to do blah 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 situation situation whatever the situation is you know what i'm saying it's it's all about that and impressions also help in that aspect cuz <laughs> i feel like for the largest part um they say opposites attract which in some cases is very true in other cases not so much that's why birds of a feather flock together is also a pretty popular cliche you know what i'm saying the energy you give off attracts people of a similar energy you know what i'm saying it either attracts complementary energy or it attracts similar energy one of the two but it's always going to attract these two and you've got to come to understand that if you sort of if you give off your most honest energy you'll get the most honest people around you you know what i'm saying similarly you could get people who 
aren't as honest, you know, because you're so honest. And that's something you've also got to work out. That's something you've also got to suss out. But I feel like honest energy breeds honest energy, you know. Yeah, but sometimes you're in the process, you know, when you're in the process of growth, well, you tend to, like, you're nice and then you're attracting devils. But you, it's, it's also to strengthen you. That happens. That, that really does happen. Right, you could be honest, but you keep having dishonest people in your space because you need to also learn to discern, right? Because sometimes you take your own lens and assume that the entire world operates using it, right? And that won't always be the case. And then I think we now, now we need to close off. So I'll, the one thing I will say is that because now we use the word impression really loosely in regards to what has really, when you think of your past and think of the one thing you loved doing as a kid, that is the impression that has been left in your life. These are also the ways in which people, your own family have spoken to you. If the family, for example, as a kid has told you that you're really the best, that tends to leave such an impression on you that for the rest of your life, you are trying to really fulfill that and it feels natural. But if you are also given a negative impression, because a lot of the time we face a lot of trauma as people, work towards changing that impression, work towards filling it with something that will balance it out, find strength in your pain, but also work towards healing from any type of pain that you have. It'll always process, but that in itself is life. Until you die, you're always in your process. You can always do better. You can always change. You can always make positive impressions. That's how I'm going to close it. All the nice things. Powerful words, powerful words. I, I want to have my closing comments, but I'm as a human being. Yeah, and but then... I think all the nice things. <laughs> all the nice things. Uh, firstly, I think you're right, man. Just, you know, for me, it's it's a situation of try and be a better version of yourself every day. And that means learn yourself. You know what I'm saying? Study yourself as if this is the test of your life because it, no, it really is. You know what I'm saying? It's the test of your life. Study yourself. Study yourself to such a point that when you have an ego, when you develop that confidence, you know where it stems from. And people can also know where it stems from simply by looking at you, simply by feeling your energy. You know what I'm saying? And be able to root out or be able to spot which energy is good for you and which energy isn't, like which people are good for you and which people aren't. And just be as honest with your impressions as possible. Um, that's my closing comment. Now, to all the nice things, all the nice things. Um, if you're looking for us, if you want to just, you know, engage with us and, and, and give us your comments on this entire uh, podcast and stuff like that whatever is on your mind you know you can catch us at mind in the moon on instagram if you're looking for mandla or myself you know which is a very rare situation but nonetheless i am at eternally underscore jovis you've got mind of mandla 
that's where you're going to catch his people. But yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, final thing. At this point, I know it's been a month and thank you to everyone who's been listening, right? And especially, you know, with our first episode, it actually grew again. It's like, the audio was the one I was like, yo, maybe this is going to take us out of the game. But it's getting such a great reception that <laughs> thank you to everyone who's sharing, who's actually participating in the different polls that we're working on and just being part of community that we're building. We're all just trying to grow through conversations and that's where I'm going to end it. Oh yeah, and we're available almost everywhere. We couldn't wait to say it because at first we were available in one place. Now we're available everywhere. I'm going to mention them by name. Everywhere. Seek seek and you shall find. (laughs) I go out. (laughs) 